right. You feeling lucky, Ray? I feel pretty lucky about these weeks. Yeah. That's how, it. Well, no, sorry. No, so how about you? I mean, you know, luck. I mean, luck, you know. You make your own luck. You make your own luck. Listen, kid. Yeah, I hear you. But, you know, uh, that's uh, that's our umbrella. Started right out with our umbrella. I didn't have to ask you No, this we week. knew this one. Yeah. Prepared kinda. this week. Because <laughs> I believe if you're listening on the day it arrives here in the States, it's St. Patrick's Day. Right. So good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> as, we, as we say on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> in all that you do, I saw St. Patrick's Day drinkers downtown mm-hmm. yesterday. Oh, my. Sunday. I yeah. Guess. I'm not that professional of a drinker. But I, I think... Um, I think we'll see him again next weekend because we, you know, you know, just like when like Christmas and New Year's falls on a Wednesday, it's like woohoo, you just blow out the whole week, basically. Um, and so St. Patty's falls on a Wednesday, and so I think you just drink for nine days, Saturday to Saturday. Yeah, all encompassing. That's a long week. Yeah, it looks it looks like that's that's going to be the plan. Green beer it up, everybody. Yeah, but be safe. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, put a. Little hole in a green mask. Yeah. I don't know how you'd do that. Stay home. Yeah, stay home. <laughs> really would be great. You can have green beer at home. You can have green beer at home. Do what you want. Do what you want at home. Perfect. So, so happy St. Patrick's Day. But happy, yeah. I mean, this, yeah. Yeah. But okay. Enough about me. <laughs> what is your first lucky word? My first uh, lucky word is potluck. Pot? Potluck. Yes. This is where. Everyone brings a dish to a meal that we're going to eat. What do you call it? Style, not banquet. Banquet style, I guess you could say. Are you saying trying to say family style? Well, I in mean, that sense, that was or like a word. buffet. Buffet is the word I was really looking yes. for. Yeah, a communal gathering where each guest or group contributes a different, often homemade dish of food to be shared. <laughs> exactly what you said. Yeah. This, I don't know. It had some. Just it was nice. I, I enjoyed this one. I look forward to enjoying it. Also, <laughs> the definition I'm giving that that we gave you and I is an Americanized definition of the word po- of the term potluck. Word potluck. Oh, okay. Um, worldwide, it means something else, <laughs> <laughs> which relates more directly to the origin. I don't know. Kind of. They both relate. I'm not going to say that. Worldwide. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the phrase is believed to come from the longer phrase, uh, take potluck, which originated in the UK in the 16th century. Take potluck. Take potluck. Uh, in the, yeah, Old English. Um, so we're in the 1500s, right? And yeah. when you're making your, your dinner for the day, you're, you've got, you know, you've got your fire and you've got a pot of your food simmering over your hearth fire. These, these pots would, you know, generally be stews of some sort, kind of, you know, eventually leftovers. You would throw things in that you found uh, from day to day or whatever you had yesterday, throw it in the pot uh, to make basically mystery stew. <laughs> sure. Um, so when... You asked uh, someone, you would ask a visitor to take potluck with you. Um, you're saying basically, come and have dinner with me. We're not sure what it is. 
<laughs> uh, we're going to take the luck of the pot. Whatever's in there, whatever we've got, whatever we've been making over these past few days, come and join and share, share my meal with me. But I don't know what it is. I can't tell you. Yeah. The, Thomas Nash in uh, 1592 records the term strange news, and this is uh, our Middle English potluck, that the pure sanguine complexion of yours may never be famished with potluck. That's what I believe he says in the spellings. Um, but he's saying that the uh, the food provided for the exactly for the, for the unexpected guest would be the luck of the pot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's yeah, that was kind of what what we normally ate. It, it sort of uh, became to mean just dinner, almost uh, plain fare, just just what we have to eat. Well, that. You know, that's not far from what what topic of it was yours where Samuel Pepys came up? He came up in um Pleased as Punch. In Pleased as Punch, right? Yeah. Cuz he went there three he times. He went to see the show three times, yeah. But his diaries that you brought up, yeah. which intrigued me, yeah. I bought the diaries awesome. for a book on eBay yeah. for $6 and have been reading them and nice. I told you the thing that I'm stymied by so far, not so much stymied as just amazed like it's the 1660 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, and they're eating. He's he's a you know middle class guy at this point, mm-hmm. um, with no refrigerator. <laughs> right. They they're eating some kind of meat every night. Yeah. And that makes gives you pause. <laughs> like someone's <laughs> going to fall ill here. I mean, sure. Yeah. So I, I he never mentioned he hasn't mentioned it yet. But maybe he will. Up. Take potluck with anybody. He hasn't taken potluck with anybody. I this would be, I mean, this it. would be around. Yeah, he, he, yeah. Right in there because yeah. he talks about his meals a lot because, you know, he's a sure. new diary keeper. But anyway, I digress. This was early before 1600, but it's late 1590s. I mean, it's, it's, he's right around, he was 1660s. It, yeah, right around yeah. there. You're, you're going to see Shakespeare and you're yeah. digging out uh, <laughs> going to take something potluck. from the pot. <laughs> But again, as they do, the phrases diverges over the years and spins off into the the second idea of a slightly less inviting, more of you're taking a chance at what's being served. It's not like a harsh sense, but there's more of a, I don't know if, if they're going to have good food. I'm going to go take potluck with them kind of sense, you know? Well, you get a you get a few sour stomachs from those, sure, and then exactly. you, your attitude changes about the invite. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I didn't find a, an exact date for the specific first use, but an early use from the 1860s uh, New York Times article says it uh, basically just defines it: potluck food contributed by the guests. Take potluck is to bring food with one to a party. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then in the mid 19th century America, uh, potluck gains. The new meaning of a communal meal where we all bring food to be shared. Um, the Oxford, the OED <laughs> adds, sometimes without arranging beforehand, which dish to bring. <laughs> so you end up with a bunch of desserts. Who knows? That's bad party planning, really. Yeah, someone's got to delegate side dishes, main courses, casseroles, Always. or green dishes. Yes. Never forget the veggies. Yeah, I mean, potluck dinners, they're pretty popular. Group events, churches, family reunions. I, I've been to several in my day. Sure. Um, by the 20th century, to, the phrase to take potluck had, had acquired more of like a take things as they come sense. 
which is kind of what it originally stands for. You're taking dinner as it comes. So like whatever's in there, I'm going to eat it. Yeah. 1943, just a quote with no sight. That's good. Um, don't be content to take potluck on the future. Just, you know, don't, don't settle. Get out there and do some stuff. Oh, I see. You decide what's in the pot. Right. You're in charge of your own dinner. Yeah. <clears throat> um, another theory that's, that's worth investigating is uh, that it was a Native American uh, Chinookan word potlatch. Uh, and there are a lot of similarities between the potluck dinner and the, the potlatch celebrations. And for the, these were the indigenous people of the Pacific Northwest here in North America. Yeah. Um, the potlatch I saw is, is described as a ceremonial feast. Did I say ceremonial crazy? I mean, it was pretty fun. Okay. Uh, in addition to dining, dancing, and singing, participants uh, distribute their possessions to others and share their wealth with their community. I feel like we touched upon some other culture that did this, that showed off their wealth or gave things away at Yeah, party. that was Muckety Muck okay. from the important title one yeah. episode. Yeah. Uh, it was some Chinook and I think... Hawaiian and maybe Chinese mixed in there. You know, they gave away their possessions uh, overtly right. and flagrantly um, to to look wealthier. So, yeah, that, that comes up. Yeah. That was nice to call back to that. I just I remembered it as well. Take it. Like, hey, look at us. Um, but the, the words do resemble each other. Um, but it seems like a, a potluck dinner is way less meaningful and elaborate than a potlatch ceremonial ceremony. I said ceremonial again. What the heck? <laughs> than a potlatch ceremony. It could be uh, a ceremonial. It could be a ceremonial. Um, so th there is no specific connection between the words that we can see, but again, it's a rich heritage of everything. So we're a melting pot. So that's all. That's all there. I went to school with him. Rich heritage. I think potlucks demonstrate uh, like a really nice ideal about our society, you know? Well, I mean, it, it, in the sense of uh, of communal, yeah, yeah, you know how I'm always saying, I don't, I don't know about this. We're not supposed to be in these little boxes alone. Yeah, we're supposed to be in a more communal setting. So, yeah, it, it rings true with that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a society working collectively to feed each other. Yeah, and people bring whatever they can. Some people bring a lot of dishes. Some people don't bring. Or some people bring one dish. Some people bring dessert. Like you said, some people bring napkins. Folks bring charcoal. Other people just hang out with the kids, you know? Yeah. But, you know, it's cool that everyone comes together and everyone's welcome and you can all eat. I know, right? So, I took the luck of my pot. What's, in, uh, what's the luck of your pot have? Well, I'm afraid of my word you will be green with envy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um... I don't know that's so much luck at all, is I, it? You know, when you look back at some of these, right? they seem like the right thing. And you're like, hmm, we could have done some different ones. But that just gives us places to go in the future. Look back on all the crap that I learned <laughs> in high school. Um, so, green with envy. Yeah. So, there's one of those little edges there that we slip over a lot as a, as a people. And um, edge slipping people, I know not just so much that I saw an actual realtor post the other day. If you're looking for a house, you know, with why you are, mm. um, but we slide. <laughs> so, 
envy. <laughs> further and further from the light. Oh, yeah. Uh, but envy is to bear a grudge towards someone because you covet what that person has or enjoys. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. I want what you have in your hand. I envy that. I envy you for having that. Right? But jealousy is when you're worried that another is trying to get what you have. Okay? But we'll say, I'm jealous of them. Yes. But we mean we're envious Envious. We constantly do that. Yes, I agree. (laughs) All the time. It's almost like the literally figuratively thing. We always say jealous, and we never literally flew across the room. (laughs) Did you? (laughs) Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, Yeah. envious. Yeah, envy. It takes the it takes the two parties, but jealousy takes three parties. So that this is something to clear up. Yeah, because yeah, or something. Yeah, you know. Let's just call it a rule of thumb. Done. But that's not really our task, is it? It's it's why is it green? Why are we green? Yeah. With envy. Right. Why have I turned green? Is this like synesthesia stuff? That'd be cool. Yeah, I wish. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, you know, never in etymology did they go all the way back to the, you know, the Lumanians. Yeah. And, um, and hearken up any synesthesia. But, you know, there's still time. Still time. So uh, the word in in all of its forms always had a definition going back to old French in the 13th century where it was, man, I wish I had that accent, (laughs) but it's envie, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Meaning still anger, rivalry, meaning basically a jealous rivalry. And that moved through... Middle English, where it's a little more from envy to envy. Closer to envy, yeah. Yeah, E-N-V-I-E, but but still. Mm-hmm. Still an ill feeling, still hatred, resentful desire of something possessed by others. That definition of it uh, was always there. Mm-hmm. But take you straight to the crux of the matter, because in the instant, I don't, if I have a big long, drawn-out, fancy explanation, Ray. I don't want you to be envious. <laughs> I appreciate that. So Looking I'm just going to, you know, tell yeah. you. Yeah, you know, right. Just to tell you. Sure. Uh, <laughs> nobody really argues that, all right, so uh, some of the definitions of green, okay? So Greeks, mid-13th century, simultaneously with with uh, Envy being the old French, Greeks used green often to talk about uh you know a fellow's skin color when they were sick uh it was pallid and um pale yeah so that idea of green was laying there and and was was in use Mm -hmm. and because it was uh there was man an, an old poet sappho sappho has not come up yet in my stuff no uh, um 600s some say 7th century <laughs> had it in a uh, you know one one of her prose saying um her stricken lover lovesick was green mm-hmm. uh not green with envy but but green green being just for sick 
Yeah. Okay. So, but I mean, if your heart's sick, love sick, yeah. and then sick is a green, it, you know, you use green, then mm-hmm. bada boom. But uh, your your friend Chaucer. Yeah. <laughs> and Shakespeare, especially. So Shakespeare is the one that like grabs it and, and uses it in Othello. It is the green-eyed monster which doth mock the meat it feeds on. So that was its first transition into suggesting that green and and jealousy, oh, envy. But I mean, in this instance, it was jealousy, really. And then, uh, and then it's slowly turned. Ovid, I don't know Ovid, but egg shaped. uh, No, a writer. Oh, oh, I know. Okay, (laughs) Uh, took it and used it, but also. Right around that time, green sleeves. I love that melody, you know. Oh, yeah. It's a great melody. Uh, but I don't know why the sleeves, but green. But uh, a lot of uh, lexicographers felt like green sleeves was green because of heartsick, pale, and that's oh. what that is. You know, alas, my love, you do me wrong. Yeah. Blah blah yeah. blah. Cast me out. It's a lovely melody. Yeah. I love that melody. Mm-hmm. We don't have a, a hardcore etymological transition except to say later in the 1700s, uh, it begins to appear as green with envy and seemingly traceable back to uh, Shakespeare's flip and connection in the Othello drama. Green monster. Yeah. Well, and- suggesting that the feeling you were feeling was, was. a green-eyed monster mm-hmm. and you are feeding it and that's uh that's where we are with it that's green with envy i have heard the green-eyed monster what with the shakespeare knowledge in my household yeah yeah green-eyed monster ocean monster that's a sugarloaf song (laughs) but huh i don't know that song yeah so yeah so shakespeare and chaucer they really started everything but one thing they didn't start was our ads Support Whole Nine Yards and make your life easier with Instacart. Online grocery shopping made simple. Instacart connects you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores in a single order. Products you love from local stores, hand-selected based on your preferences. Many items may be delivered in as little as an hour. Instacart helps to save you money on your favorite items and recommends new products that you might also love. Instacart, the most convenient way to shop. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by the Roberto Clemente Museum. Located in a restored engine house in Pittsburgh's revitalized Lawrenceville neighborhood, the Clemente Museum is a showcase of the largest exhibited collection of baseball artifacts, works of art, literature, photographs, and memorabilia related to Roberto Clemente and his life in baseball. Shop the store for clothing and other items featuring the iconic 21 logo and purchase tour tickets for the museum at clementemuseum.com. Enter promo code W9Y21 for a 10% discount on hats and tees. That's clementemuseum.com, promo code W9Y21. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by Big Science Music. Big Science Music is a can and one show award-winning original music and sound boutique, providing scoring, sound design, radio, podcast, and audio post-production services for the advertising, film, and video industries. Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. 
Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at BigScienceMusic.com. That's BigScienceMusic.com. So, hi. We're back. Yeah. And luck. Isn't it your lucky... I should have ah, some kind of thing, right? Yeah. It's your lucky... Lucky day. I know. So, what do you have to start our second half? Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law. Which is an American coined phrase uh, that means... Generally, if something can go wrong, it will go wrong. I know this thing, yeah. Yeah. This was born at uh, Edwards Air Force Base in 1949. It's, you got it down to the, to the time. Yeah. <laughs> Named after a Captain Edward A. Murphy. Wow. He was an engineer working on its Air Force Project MX-981, which was a project designed to see how much... Uh, deceleration a person could withstand in a, a a crash or just a sudden stop yeah you know I mean, stuff that's dangerous no um yeah in order to measure these forces they had to install gravity sensors on the harness of the test dummy no people were in there um and after finding that one of the transducers of these sensors was wired backwards he cursed his assistant uh, and said, if there's any way to do it wrong, he'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, the project manager, whose name was George Nichols, uh, I think it sounds like Murphy was kind of being a, a jerk to his assistant and like kind of being a dick. And George Nichols was like, listen, buddy, we're going to call We're going to keep a list of the things you say. And this is going to be one of those things. But it's going to be like, this is Murphy's Law, but we're kind of jabbing you for being a dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sounded like that. Yeah. Um, and it, like, it, it feels like all the folks were in on the joke because uh, there was a, a Dr. John Paul Stapp who, uh, who was interviewed, who rode on the sled uh, safely after they'd figured it all out. He said that their good safety record on their project was due to a firm belief in Murphy's Law and the necessity to try and circumvent it. <laughs> and since then, it seems like uh, basically aerospace manufacturers and uh, people in the, in the aerospace industry have picked it up and really, really do enjoy using that gag. Uh, in 1955, the May-June issue of Aviation Mechanics Bulletin included the line, Murphy's Law, if an aircraft part can be installed incorrectly, someone will install it that way. Uh. <laughs> basically, what Murphy did was take an idea that has existed for a long time uh, and given it a new name. The phrase that he may have been familiar with or heard uh, as his contemporary was Sod's Law, which is a UK phrase. Sod's. Sod's Law, yeah. <laughs> which is the same thing, mock, mocked by fate. Um, same same kind of idea. But, you know, the, the wicked hand of fate has existed. There's a 1877 Alfred Holt quote uh if it is found that anything that can go wrong at sea generally does go wrong sooner or later you know we we kind of have this fatalistic view in our minds that we expect things to go wrong and then they do and then they do and we're like yeah see because we like to prove ourselves right for some reason go figure it's weird because we like we count on the bad stuff uh what's wrong with us uh there is a fun fact i like fun facts backwards spelling of murphy uh, Yipram, we'll say, 
Yiprum's law uh, is where anything that can go right will go right. Oh, come this on. This is what we should think. Yeah. But you got to project positivity. Well, always. You have to see where you're going. No, yes. To get there. Visualize all that. Um, but yeah, this is just a fun story. There's there's a humorous, like the death of Mr. Murphy is a... I don't. I didn't write it down because I just figured it was trite. But it's a. It's humorous. It's like oh, he was, you know, went running in the rain at night and got hit by a British driver who was driving this first night on the American roads. It was. It's you know, it's a gag. But sure, I should have wrote it down. I guess. Yeah, people go like that. It was. It was just a, you know humorous. Everything that can go wrong, and this is how this gentleman died. This I is found this humorous. But yeah, uh, named after Captain Edward A. Murphy. Huh. Thing like that. A thing like that. I know. What's uh what's your Yifram's law? <laughs> your positivity. Well, I'm back with luck. Back as with it luck. Were. Sort of. All right. Kinda. Alright, we've got some luck. Yeah. Fat chance this umbrella will throw me. <laughs> <laughs> Fat chance. Fat chance is my idiom. Sweet. Yeah. So I mean, this one is is one of those simple things, uh, but it does it does have at least its traceable roots at some level okay. that make it, it you can just see yeah that's that's what that's what we did there huh? It's like moss level roots or like weeds like deep roots. What do you, I don't, I don't know. know. Trying to add some color. Well, <laughs> I, I don't think it's more like ivy. Oh, okay. And because uh, ivy. For, for starters, when I got it, I wasn't even thinking. I was like, fat chance. That's a big chance. That's a lot of chance. A big, yeah, right, But sure. then I realized, no, I, that we say that, we never mean a good chance, a big chance. We always mean slim chance. Right. But Like, ha, but fat chance. We say, you could say the same thing, fat chance or slim, slim chance. chance. Right. You, you wouldn't say slim chance with the same attitude. You would not use slim ironically. Right. Which is the correct use of the word ironic. Yeah. So I try. You know, make it nice for the people. You gotta. That's what we're here for. Try to help. But so this thing uh, is, is, again, really pretty simple. But what, what we see, uh, and this is, man, because I dug and I dug and I dug, and it is not easy. <laughs> Uh, but thanks, in, in this instance, to uh, our good friend G Norm from Reddit. Oh, nice! Um, who had some great luck <laughs> digging <laughs> and uh, and dug up a uh, review. This was a review of a Shakespeare play in 1892. Okay, it it reveals this. Here's the here's a Edgar has a fine fat chance when Cordella is set upon by two ruffians hired by Edmund. And this meaning means Edgar does indeed have a good chance. So he's using fat chance to mean good and big chance. Yeah, a large chance, like he said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and because uh, Edgar does uh, send the ruffians a flailing. Oh, good. Yeah. Good job, Edgar. But Huzzah, ruffians. Yeah, but and that was 1892. By 1918, 
A mere 26 years later, there's a quote, and man, here's another one. I'm going to try to refrain because I got a big reading list piled up. Oh, okay, yeah. I find this new old magazine I didn't never came up yet. It's called Everybody's Magazine. <laughs> and it, it looks nice. pretty good. Like I want to read it, <laughs> yeah. but I'm a, I might buy one or it's two. For everybody. Yeah, if I can get them cheap. Uh, I'll have to look it up. This little story in there, this author has a, a line that goes, I'll just give you, give you the juicy parts. A fat chance, said Johnny, with heavy irony, a fat chance. So the author uses it ironically, mm-hmm. but tells you. Yes. Uh, and therefore suggesting this, this is twisting our use of this. Or it, maybe this author twisted it. I was say, is this like a calling out a first usage type of thing? Or you just, it could be one of those, okay, even sure. Shakespearean calling out the first use. I'm going to teach you all a new idiom. Yes. Fat chance, ironically. Yeah. And this is 1918. Okay. Uh, and then thereafter, uh, we see a, a flurry of uh, newspaper and, oh. and other print uh, using it ironically. So perhaps. And yeah, perhaps. And and it transitioned. So it was once used to mean large chance, good chance. Yeah. But no more. No, that author may have changed it. Yeah. They may have <laughs> So that's our that's our uh, our potluck of idioms. Every- oh. Yeah. Yeah. Hope everybody gets lucky. Yeah. <laughs> See about that. <laughs> so, hey, we would be lucky if you guys would mail us or text us. <laughs> if you're gonna text, us. you could text us. But uh, it's fine. <laughs> we'll put but, one of our numbers in the, in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> And and what uh, Instagram and Facebook whole nine yards pod whole nine yards podcast yeah. Twitter whole nine yards pod yes Rebecca will tell you the email right after we fade out here yeah and man just send send us more and more stuff I had some things uh, to read today but we'll do listener thoughts another episode nice and. Uh, don't you think so? I do. I think so. I think this is a full lucky episode. Lucky Luciano. Lucky that he guy. He was a mobster from yeah. the 20s. Yes. All right, then. All right. I am Jay. And I'm Ray. We are not, not idiots. idioms. <laughs> Screwed that up. No, we just try something new. All right, then. Yeah. Yeah. See ya. Whole yeah. <laughs> Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyyou at whole9yards.org. That's heyyou at whole9yards.org. Whole Nine Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music. <laughs>